of the beehive now i'm about to say like with this last one i think i'm a part of the beehive you, about to be you talking about that up tempo record she just put out not too long ago yes yes but some of the songs remind me of like 70s disco with a high frequency positive affirmation bad mm. bitch flow you get what i'm saying yeah. like I do, yeah. Yeah, sexy. Yeah, it is sexy, most definitely. And I like the old school style of music, like that retro sound when they bring it back in the newer records. It just sounds flawless. And I don't know what it is. It's when they recycle the the older music. It just, it's like we we crave it almost, you know, because it's like already been instilled in us as kids. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like, I love when people sample Michael Jackson music. I love when they sample Marvin Gaye music and just all of those uh, classics from the earlier days. I think Marvin Gaye was like the 60s and then Michael Jackson was, you know, the 80s. So, like, uh, for for us growing up, you know, we had our, our, our parents or our older brothers and sisters, they would be playing this music and, you know, we haven't heard it in what, like 20 years now. So when a new artist comes out like Beyonce, well, not that she's a new artist, but, you know, she's putting out current music, right? When she puts out records, it's just like it refreshing to hear. And then on top of that, she's just so good. She's probably the most talented artist out there. Yeah. It, it, see, for some of us, it was like Saturday mornings. You was cleaning up. You was listening to the old schools. While your mama was yelling at you, telling you, get your ass up, stop watching them cartoons, put that cereal up, or do them dishes. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm. I don't know about you, but Saturday mornings was work for me, like, that early. You know what I mean? So, like, we always had music as far as, like, that's what motivates me more than anything. So, mm. when I'm, like, even when I'm shooting, when I'm shooting the models, I always put on, like, something, something motivating to bring out what you feeling in the moment you know what i mean it just adds it adds i'm i'm from the bay area right and like it's very musically inclined and so like everything that i do i'm the same exact way like i have to have music playing if i'm cleaning gotta have music playing if it's morning time and i'm having some coffee i gotta have music playing i sometimes even do karaoke in the morning (laughs) i'm so serious man like i i don't know what it is it's just you know, like it sets the tone and sets the vibe. And for me, you know, Saturday mornings, it wasn't exactly like a work time for me. Saturday mornings for me, when I think of like my childhood was more like play, have fun, uh, watch cartoons, but it was definitely a, a vibe because like a lot of the good cartoons would come on on Saturdays. But And, and don't forget wrestling. Don't forget oh, oh, yeah. wrestling. After all the cartoons, what came? And listen, I have been on this big. I don't know if you've seen this show called Hills. I have not seen Hills. Tell me about it. Oh my god, it's a show about uh, uh, some some wrestlers, and and this 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 guy 
um, and his brother has this big gym and they are, they have like this small town that is like the Christ is the wrestling. And so they had, they have this gym where the gym actually had performances like the WWF and they fight against each other. And it's like the behind the scenes of that. Mm. I'm doing a shoot soon with some girl wrestlers. Like we're trying to get our costumes and everything together. I love doing theme shoots. So do you do a lot of photography just all around in general? Um, so I do everything for me and I have just recently started doing um, photography for other girls. Like I have um, a set of angels that I'm mentoring and I, I, I did photography for a couple of other models, but it's all been recent. And I've always been into photography and videography. Like before I got into foot fetish, I just never did it as, um, you know, as a means to make money. I'm like that photo person in the family. Like when you out and it's like, here, get my picture. Like I could take everybody's pictures. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I could totally relate to that too, actually, because I'm the same person when it comes to like good photos, like not, not that we're like me and queen were like trying to gloat. I don't think it's that like, I think it's just that like that natural um, like when you look at the, the, the photo as you're taking it, like you can envision how it's going to look when it comes out. Right. So what I used to tell people, cause I have like, you know, cause I used to feel like, dang, can't nobody take my pictures. You get what I mean? Like <laughs> nobody can take my pictures the way I want my pictures. And it used to be like, dang, but what I used to start telling my friends and family, like when you look at the when you look at the screen and something don't look right, see me as you love me. See, look at it. You get what I'm saying? So when I look at a pit, when I'm looking at that frame, mm -hmm. I'm looking at what I love about it from the jump before I even snap. Yeah. You get, you get what I'm saying? So it's like I don't yes. never want to take a bad picture because. I I want all the I want no matter who's in my camera to look good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I like I like I said, I relate to that so much. Sometimes people actually get frustrated with me when I'm taking pictures because I'm telling them like, no, 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 do this. Oh no, 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 right, right, right. Write a little bit. They're like, just take the picture. I'm like, no, <laughs> like you got to do it right. You know? Yeah. Or from like this angle, from this angle. I need I need to turn the camera around and and like just giving them a fancier pose because everybody can do the little poke your butt out or yeah. you get what I'm saying like but <laughs> I always want it to be a little extra a little different and I want the poses to match their personality and who mm. they are you know in the moment absolutely what what would you say your favorite pose is personally mm. are we talking about feet now <laughs> whatever you want to talk about. Ah oh, man, I, I I was just talking about this with someone else, and they told me their favorite pose was thumbs up. The thumbs up. Let's see. Yeah, let's take a look. Oh, you got nylons on too right now. <laughs> so that's Am the I doing thumbs it? up. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. Am I doing it? Okay. That looks I like feel thumbs up. Um, but I guess my favorite pose would be. You know, to show off my arches, I think, let's see. Yeah, you do have some very high arches. Very nice. I saw that when I was scanning through your IG. I was like, she has some pretty intense arches. Yeah. So, like, kind of, 
that on your heel showing arches that's like always my favorite i love that yeah that is very nice right there i love when the arch is that curvaceous <laughs> i think most guys do though like i i think for like guys who are foot guys when they see souls that they love and then also that arch is there it gives it that more i want to say maybe feminine look you know yes definitely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I i mean me myself i i normally don't talk about like my preferences and stuff but like the arch is hot very hot fuego yes not this you know who um i find that the shoe models always show them arches and i have a bunch of them on my timeline i follow a lot of women um because i i don't know i think over the years i've only been a foot fetish for about four years now but over these four years i i've grown to like appreciate other women's feet oh i i could only imagine uh would you say that you yourself have a uh fetish yourself um i'm gonna say what all 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 of us say we have a foot fetish for ourselves but i can appreciate another woman's feet definitely i'm not into like being intimate with another woman's feet but i could um i could see the beauty in other women's feet not just mine so like when i see things and i don't have a shame like if i see something i like i'll be like ooh. Yes, yes, girl. This, that, ah, uh, these shoes, them stockings, like anything. I'm very complimentary and like, yeah, girl code. <laughs> well, it's girl code, but it also seems like that you know that that's the code in general because even with, you know, us both being podcasters, you having a podcast, me having a podcast, you had no shame in showing love and support to a whole other podcast. And I, I think that actually speaks volumes because a lot of times, oftentimes, people when they see that somebody's doing work within the same genre they get they put up a fence and they get really competitive and they feel like it's you versus them or them versus you or whatever the case may be and that's never the case it doesn't have to be the case and i i think like collaborative efforts support showing love to one another there's so much power in that listen you say it again and preach no um <laughs> Just in our community, period, right? I feel like our community is already kind of, I don't understand why, but taboo, right? And so we are put against each other anyways because society says that foot fetish is weird. And so for me, I always want to build the community in a positive way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Show them that there's so many different ways for this to go You because with feet, there's a million there's a million other personalities, right? And so you got a podcast, I got a podcast, but I'm gonna do it the best that I can. You can do it the best that you can. And if we can merge, it's always gonna be it's, it's superior. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's gonna be dope. It's most definitely gonna be dope. It only makes things stronger for both platforms and right. you know, um in giving each other power. And giving each other, um, you know, just empowerment in general. I, I think that's the word 
that I want to use is like, it's only going to make things stronger. It's going to build towards a stronger community. It's going to normalize things much more. And it's not going to alienate the, you know, the community more than it already is. So, I mean, honestly, you're nailing it when it comes to saying all those things. This has to happen. This has to happen. And people have to see people just talking about it and enjoying each other's presence. I think the, the one of the main things, like, with the people around me, it was when the more I learned, the more I could teach them, right? And it was like, the more it was normal for me, the more it was normal for the people around me. And then they like, shit, yeah, my my kids, like, my kids be like, my mom do foot fetish. They, they said, like, it's bragging rights. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, um, at the end of the day, when it's normal for you and you can show other people that it's normal, it builds the community. Kind of like how, I don't want to say this wrong, because I know they're going to give me, what's the LBGQ? I don't know the rest of the letters. <laughs> but they yeah. they come together and it made kind of like social media, other social medias. When you look at um, branding or marketing, they have a, a lane for them. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't get their pages taken you get what I'm saying? Like they don't get they don't get their videos muted. They they like they have a whole community that is stick together. And if we as a foot community stuck together like that, we could have a whole lane because foot fetish is the number one fetish in the world. Yeah, we should have our f up there. To be honest. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And especially especially if they're trying to argue a case for people who like like you know the younger people like they're trying to give them an acronym within the lgbtq um and whatever other letters they got now but you know they're trying to give them a, a letter and that's that's wild to me so if those people that like younger people are more protected than the people in our community that's that's saying a lot about the platforms that are demonetizing us, that are muting us and deleting pages and what have you. Like, wow, that's a great point right there. Yeah. Think about it, though. I was like, listen, uh, we need a flag. Like, where, where's our stuff? <laughs> mm. but, but because it's so much distance in the community between... You know, you got your fans, you got your models, you got your photographers, you got your podcasters. Then you got, you know, the people that's in it, that's in it for the sessions, the people that's in it for the art, the people mm -hmm. that's for just the money or the people that's in it. You know, everybody has to have a medium or a center. Mm -hmm. we have that as a community. And because we don't have that center, we're all divided. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, if everybody just kind of understands that everybody plays a different role and everyone has respect for each other and understands what their role is, then, you know, that's cool. And some people are going to have the role of the the people that everybody dislikes as well. And that's OK, too. But, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. But you make a great you make a great point, though, because, you know, us as a community, just as a whole, you know, like, man, we're really building something that I don't even know if we all understand what it is yet. Like, I I think me and you kind of understand from like a media perspective, what role we play in a community like the FFC. 
But as far as um, just everybody uh, to be on the same understanding as a collective, I I think that it's probably going to take some work and take some years, but it's only evolving and and growing into something that is probably going to be really huge. And you see it a lot more in mainstream media, too. I don't think it's going to take no whole bunch of years. Let me tell you why. Number one, you just said it. You said it's in the community. When you see these big time um, social media influencers, they're starting to include feet way more. You see these big ones because they see that the foot community is coming. They already at the top, so they see what's moving. And you Mm -hmm. hear them talk about it all the time. You hear these brands really looking for foot fetish influencers that really aren't all about and i hate to say it but like super over the top sex Mm -hmm. because they 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 want that person to be marketable brandable and come with a community and so if you got 10k 20k that's brandable in in a whole nother market but most times we're tricked into believing that sessions is the top of the tier of foot loving content i like to call it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's foot fetish but i like foot loving you know what i'm saying like foot yeah. loving content. when you putting that out there and you see some of these people getting thirty thousand fifty thousand hundred thousand views they're getting paid by instagram yeah they're getting paid by facebook absolutely what will happen when these companies like victoria's secret just let us come in and do a whole shoot and they dress. Yeah, no, that would be huge. Yeah. Victoria, like, yeah, that's possible too, and that's very possible. And I and I think it's next because you're right. Like, say Victoria's Secret, a, a brand like that, were to see what's going on in this community, and maybe they create some kind of line of uh, stockings or or nylons or what have you, or whatever the case may be. I mean, I get deals. I got glamoury, glamoury, yeah, stockings. And um, I'm doing a shoot for them. So I've had some branding opportunities within myself because I don't really do sessions. And so and I do the content, but I was like, okay, what other ways can I generate an income Mm -hmm. without having to slaughter the community? You know what I'm saying? With how much my prices is. Don't get me wrong. My prices is, is not cheap either, but. I'm worth it. You know what I mean? I really put the edits down. But anyways, besides all that, I look for other branding opportunities. So, like, I started a game, a Soul Speak game of nice. cards. I um I got some products that I'm working on. I got a foot glaze. So, it's like, no, I, I wanted other women to know, like, yes, Sessions is dope. If you find, like, some, some guys that you can trust. I was just always scared because I didn't have you know, a group of somebody that could go with me or somebody who could protect me because, you know, you're meeting a person and however you're meeting them for the first time, you know, it was uncomfortable for me. So I found a lane. Like, I was like, okay, well, that can't stop me. It got to be another way. Yeah. Hey, well, when there's a will, there's a way. I like that, though. So so you got a card game called Soul Speak. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. You want to (laughs) see? Absolutely, please. So these are my cards. Let me see. Wow. Okay. Okay. And they are conversational cards that you play at a game. I mean, at a party or like, 
you know, like uh, one-on-one with your partner, maybe to mm-hmm. make it easier for her to know that you have a foot fetish. Oh. Um, or with a group of friends that have, that everybody has foot fetishes. You know what I mean? If it's the number one fetish in the world, I don't understand why. There's a lot of closeted fetishes. There's a lot of closeted ones for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Can we can we go over some of the cards? Can we like kind of play right now? Is that possible? I uh, well, I guess so. Yes. Okay. So a lot of these games are also interactive. Okay. Um, so so there's one card that is like sexy dangle. Mm. So if you get this card, you know, you put your shoe on. And you kind of do a dangle. Do a dangle. So it's kind of a a foot fetish theme charades in a, in a way. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, and if you don't want to answer, you can take a drink, I guess. So uh-huh. guess the size of the smallest feet in the room. Um, so the queen and card is pick a player to do any foot fetish activity with. And so I throw parties and we play these games at the parties. That's, that sounds so fun. (laughs) That's amazing. I I feel like I'm proud. I'm very proud. You should be proud. (laughs) No, honestly, you should be proud. That's, that sounds very fun. Yeah. Right there. I, I think everybody in the community should have those cards right there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sh- oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where do you where do you sell those? So um right now I'm selling them on exquisitesouls.com. That is my my website for the foot party, and I sell like toe rings and anklets on that site. Um, I, I'm building my soulspeak.live site, so that's and that's where the cars will be homed on that site. So they'll be kind of separate. Hmm. That sounds big right there, and and the fact that you got these cars created before like mainstream really adopts. This whole thing, yeah. Oh, she's thinking. You think, <laughs> hey, that's that's what entrepreneurs do, though. They yeah. they see something that is needed. They f- they figure out what's needed and they create what's needed so that it's there when everybody realizes that they need it. Right. It's and already it's already been thought of for you. So come on, y'all. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and. And that's what that is. And I, and I think that the more people get into this, the more they're going to want to influence others to get into the world of the FFC or to, you know, play a little bit more in that world. Because there's a lot of people who are also still like closed minded about it all. Not that I, I think that people should like go and influence all their friends to go and be about a life that they're not about. But I think that there's some people who may not even know that it's something that they're into because they never even opened their mind to the possibility. Like for me, right. When I first discovered that I was into it because it was, it was not that long ago, right. It was accidental. I was never even supposed to have a podcast like this, to be honest, you know, it just 
it accidentally happened and i accidentally realized that i was into feet to be honest and it was because i was exposed to it and the idea of it and it made me think like what now why are people you know so into this and then i started thinking to myself like you know like i've always kind of like appreciated nice feet and i've always appreciated like a nice pedicure and things like that of that sort and i would tell myself like i not that i judge people but like like when i was in the dating game right i would like kind of look at a woman's feet and that would tell me a lot about her right how she took care of herself Mm -hmm. so for me it's like when you look at the stats majority of women don't know their bodies we don't a lot of women don't know how to have an orgasm Mm. they tell you that they come but coming in orgasm is completely different Mm. and when you look at foot fetish from a vibrational standpoint your body is connected to your feet every part of your body is all Mm. your organs all all your feeling is through your feet Mm. so when as a woman like I had a foot fetish when I was really young. You know, I had my kids really early. And mm-hmm. so, um I dated a foot guy and he was controlling me through my feet and I didn't understand it. I didn't even know what was really going on, but I knew that like, listen, I was taking care of him. You know what I mean? Like I was going to work and coming home and he would rub my feet. He could just <laughs> rub my feet till I fell asleep. And then when we made love, it was just everything it, it, it because he would start at my feet but as a young girl i didn't know what was going on and right. so, um because we didn't discuss it like he didn't talk about it he just did it you get what i mean and i yeah. love i'm gonna say no so it was, it was a part of a ritual that we had had yeah. and then uh when we broke up it was like i couldn't orgasm again like every guy that i ever messed with after that just never got me there i would have fun of course being intimate with guys and I couldn't figure it out until um I started researching foot fetish. And and it wasn't just that. It was a it was a couple of things. Like I wasn't breathing. I was holding my breath. Hmm. I wasn't breathing properly during sex to even get to an orgasm because I was holding it back. But the more I learned about feet, the more I learned about meditation, hmm. the more I learned about my body, I can actually kind of orgasm through my feet. And if I don't get it, because like I would never date a man that wasn't into feet, because mm. I would never go to my highest climax without it. Yeah, and and so it took you a while to figure out that that is what you were missing all those years after that particular relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's a years. <laughs> and then so when you. Like, how did you discover it again? Like, was it like spoken on? Like, was it communicated or did it just happen? And you were like, oh, now I know. Like, so when I started, when I started, so for a long time, I was like, celibate. I wasn't having sex Mm -hmm. and I was masturbating with water. I'm an aquaphilia. I love to make love to water. I use the shower head. I, I love to swim. I'm just. I love water. I love the way moist and water feel on me. So that was my thing for like years. Okay. Wow. And it's like, all right, it was getting harder and harder to climax even by myself. I'm like, listen, I got to be the problem. I got what's wrong with me. You know, what right. I mean? like, like we 
researching and reading and I I um I ran into Tantra. I would have never gotten into all of that reading and, and figuring it out if I wasn't already doing the foot fetish stuff. Right. So I, I rabbit hole Tantra and figured out that because I wasn't properly breathing that mm-hmm. um I wasn't able to to get reach my highest climax. Um and then from there, like I said, it was a rabbit hole. I started <laughs> I started researching um the rest of my body, my legs, my thighs, because I'm super sensitive when it comes to like I'm ticklish and I, it's like I can turn it on and off almost, you know, and depending on the height and of my feet, the rest of my body kind of like tingles. Feel mm. it everywhere. So as far as Tantra goes, can you explain to people who may not know what Tantra is, what it is? So Tantra is a method of breathing during sex. Mm. Um, So it's like sex uh, breathing. I mean, as simple as you can put it, sex meditation. Um, And there's different ways that Tantra work uh, before, during, and after sex. Mm. And and for women, it's like the faster you breathe, the faster you come. For men too. So the slower you the slower you breathe, the more steady pace you hold your breath mm-hmm. is is gonna keep your orgasm from climaxing. Wow, that's that's interesting. So I was Googling a little bit as you were telling the audience and the people listening what it was and um it's very actually interesting y'all like tantra ritual so mm-hmm. and most are like feet to head yeah and so i guess a common misconception about tantric sex is that it involves wild uninhibited sexual experiences while tantric techniques can open you up to new sensations as much as a mental practice as a spiritual one and a lot of it has to do with breathing and meditation during during sex during sex and if you think about it when you orgasm you're in your highest form of um kind of manifestation so Mm. we manifesting that is one of the number one forms to getting open the door to get anything you want is when you're in an orgasm because now you know, they're saying that, you know, your third eye is completely open. And if mm. you're coming at the same time with a partner and you guys are actually doing it together, it makes it come a hundred times faster. Ever since I opened the Pandora box of me moaning during sex, I feel <laughs> like it got way better. So that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because like, other I, guys I, don't I, like moaning. Quiet sex. I can't have quiet sex. I can't make love to you when you ain't saying nothing. Now, I, I don't to want you to be able nothing. to talk to me like you're talking to yeah. me now. I need you to be <laughs> kind of out of breath, but you need to be saying something. <laughs> like you have to be saying something. Something. You got to yell, moan, or groan, growl at me. <laughs> 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 Something. <laughs> you say, she said, you better, you better summon DMX during this sexual experience. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. 
that's that's funny but it's so real though man like a lot of guys we don't we don't moan during sex but like i say once once i learn that it makes it so much more intimate and passionate when you do moan and you do get really into it because i think a lot of guys they they're confused about what sex is supposed to be they think that it's them just getting a nut but once you realize that no like this is a this isn't a, a a spiritual connection with you and the woman that you're with and you need to be more connected in the experience itself and maybe you don't find that when there's um like casual sex with multiple partners but when you have that one partner that you have sex with and you explore each other and you figure out what gets each other off and what is the 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 language of the sexual experience that really communicates with one another and and by saying that i mean like trying to figure out what makes her orgasm right like that's that's a big one trying to f- like you have to almost like speak with well not almost you have to speak with your partner about what gets them off what is pleasurable and i think sometimes communication is lost big time well first of all like i said most women don't know what get them off mm-hmm. and then most men don't know how to talk about what get women off you get what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it's a communication um gap there and i think that most people definitely need to talk about it like that's what i attempt to do in my communication with a lot of folks is like um so you know i'm also ordained and i'm a life mm-hmm. fetish coach so mm-hmm. When I talk to some of my clients, I talk to them about, okay, so let me go back. One of the main um, people that come to me are guys who have girlfriends, love their girlfriends. And at first they come to me like, I love your feet. I love you. I love everything about you. But once we get to talking, it'd be like, how can I get my girlfriend to be like this? Mm. Right. And it's like, how can I talk to her about it? without it being awkward because she'll let me play with her feet but she doesn't enjoy it or you know what i'm saying like and so it's like i'm playing with a dead horse how do we get to another place with that so they don't even be knowing how to for for one they come to me telling me they love me because they get to live that fantasy of playing with my feet they don't really love me they just love the fantasy of it and they love their girls but they don't have that fantasy with them. And so it feels like they're cheating. And I help them to kind of rationalize that and either communicate with them or communicate with their girlfriends what's needed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And I, I mean, I, I, I guess if the chick wasn't into it, there's there may or may not be a way to, to change that individual. But, you know, then you got to ask yourself as a man, is that something that you're willing to accept? Mm. I, I never understood like why guys would date girls that didn't like their feet because there's tons of girls out here that love their feet, right? Mm-hmm. And love to get their feet worshipped. But there's, like I said, with um, with my angels, none of them really knew anything about foot fetish or feet or the feeling or what it feels like, what it's like. They ain't know nothing about it. Um, in my community, you know, I won't, I ain't going to just say my community and a lot of ethnic communities, 
sex is is not a topic that you speak about in the household. You tell people like, yo, if you have sex without a condom, you're going to get pregnant. But do mm. you really talk about the pleasurable side of sex mm. with your parents or with somebody in your family that you trust that can teach you? Yeah. I, I think the answer in most cases in most families and cultures is no. Is no. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so like with the angels, I teach them about foot fetish and all that, you know, the stuff that comes on the outside. But I also teach them about like what's happening to them when a man is worshiping your feet, when he's sucking on your toes and you feel that throbbing cessation through your feet or you feel that energy just pulsating and jumping around because when it's being done, if you don't know what's going on, typically when we don't know what's happening to us, we think it's weird. Where mm. you know, the more you can kind of control it and enjoy it. Mm. That's interesting to hear. I, I like hearing about all this because it makes me want to go and uh, suck on my wife's feet right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, let me see. Let me, let me just kind of like observe and study you know like observe and study your movements real quick just you know like <laughs> let's see what that's about you know i want to see if your leg shakes a little bit you know on the pinky toe or something <laughs> you know oh you know what we haven't done a foot marshal let's do a foot marshal and then we'll we'll come back we got queening on the podcast Be sure to follow her on IG, Queen and Souls, and her podcast is Soul Speak. So Queen and Souls is Q U E E N I N underscore S O L E S, and the podcast is Soul Speak. That's S O L E dot S P E A K. And most definitely press the like button, subscribe on YouTube, all that good stuff. And www.daddygoods.com is live as well. So, you know, building building blocks on there every single day. So be sure to subscribe and all that good stuff on there as well. So you can stay up to date with, you know, all the podcasts every Tuesday and Friday at 11 a.m. Get it. Tell me about the angels. I don't think we spoke too much about the angels yet. Oh, man. So I have a group of girls. Um, I call them Queen's Angels. I have Angel, NYX, Thumper, and um, really those are the main three girls. I also have a couple of other girls that come in from time to time, but they have their own pages, but they like to shoot with us, and so we include them. Um, right now, we're doing a lot of theme shoots. Um, I've been meeting with them at different locations, shooting. And as we shoot, we kind of discuss different topics that are foot related. So we just did a shoot at Victoria's Secret. Super, super, super dope. Commissioned. I was proud. I was super proud because it was commissioned. Everybody got paid. That's lovely. (laughs) So that's lovely. lovely. And the way we were treated in Victoria's Secret that part, like they were so welcoming, so helpful. Like they let us stay in there for about three hours and just take over their whole um, uh, dressing room. Wow. Yeah. Make moves. You're making some big moves. 
You're being really I, it don't be seeming like it until somebody else say it, but like in the moment, I just like, come on, y'all, let's do it. They be scared. I'll never be scared. Something I want to do, I'll be like, all right, I just want to do it. Let's come. I, I gotta, I gotta make Queen in the Pop Pod uh, manager or something like that. She's <laughs> I need a job. You, how, how much? How much you <laughs> uh, She's not playing. She's like, <laughs> she's like, what's up? She's like, you don't be throwing, right. don't be throwing job I offers out there. Like, <laughs> I do this full time. Like, really, I love it. This is my life. It's not just something I do, you know, in between jobs. Like, I do breed dogs. I breed dogs as well. But like, you know, bringing dogs is seasonal. I do this mm-hmm. all year. Tell me about the the dog breeding. What kind of dogs do you breed? I have XL and XSL American Terriers. They are so lovely. Blues, blues. Ooh, yeah. wow! Big sex dog. <laughs> they got they got the the top notch bloodline and all that. Yeah. We are UKC verified. We have all their papers, all their shots. Yeah. And we got a strong family. We have about, um, so so my daughter and I um, have houses next door to each other. And we kind of like share common land. And so I have four dogs in my house. And she has, shoot, right now she has a litter. So not including the litter, she has five dogs. Yeah. Some some real animal people for sure. Yes, and you know something like I've been wanting to do pet play, but I can't. Like, how do you vet people to do that? Like, I've been trying to like vet people to do some pet play, but you wait. Know, so what what exactly is pet art. play like? Like training, you know, hand movements. So like when I so I'm the in our dynamic, I am the trainer. So mm. I train. The dogs sit, stay, um, paw. I train them, uh, lay down, come, you know, before they get to their homes. That's one of the services because we like to do emotional support dogs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm the one that kind of trains the dogs. Well, I want to train a person, a footman. I want to see how that is and, and, and kind of like, yeah, pet play. <laughs> you <laughs> say, <them>. That was that. Uh, that was that. North, some North Carolina uh, accent just came out. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not originally from North Carolina. I'm where are you originally from? Yeah. From where? Upstate New York. Oh, really? Yes, I've been in Carolina for about four years now, too. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I've never been to New York actually. Oh, or, really? Or North Carolina? No. See, I, I got to get to the West Coast so I can bring you over here. You and Mama Goods bring yeah. out down here to the dirty south. Dirty south. I was actually just um, in Georgia and Alabama like a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama was interesting. I mean, I didn't get to do too much out there, but you know, just from what I seen. You know, it was it was looking it was looking all right. Very, very, you know, country, you know, just is different. And like speaking with people is very different. You know, I a couple of times I've never caught myself saying, huh, what did you say? Can you repeat that? Like, like for real, like the accent was so thick. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was like, wow, I'm I'm in the south right now, the south right now for sure. You know. Yeah. So 
So it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, so go, going back to the to the pet play. So like you want to get into like domination, dominatrix a little bit? When I, so I do for, I do uh, video calls and I create content that are like dominatrix type and you know with my with my others I I kind of dominate by just because I am by the sensual way but I want to actually have like a training session so like like where it's strictly that like there is no sex because I'm training you you have to earn that. Yeah. And, and not in a dominatrix in a, so even when I, I guess it, it would be a sensual dom, right? That's what it'd be more like. More like mm-hmm. a, um, because mm-hmm. I see it as a, when I hear dominatrix, we hear, I think black and latex and spikes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I'm still learning a lot about the dominatrix world too. It's, it's a whole nother community is what I'm starting to realize because I, I see a lot of um, like, like they, they collide a little bit, the foot world and the dominatrix world, but they're still very, very separate. Like I, I, I tuned into a few Twitter chats um, that were ran by like dominatrix, financial dominatrix people. And like just the, just the whole vibe was very, very different. Um, and interesting, you know, to say the least. And I could tell that it's a whole nother community um, outside of the the foot world and they, they are not the same. And, you know, so I'm still learning a lot too, because I, you know, I've had a few doms on, well, I don't want to do this, no disrespect y'all, but I'm just saying like to separate the terms, right. I, I've had some doms on the podcast and I, um, you know, I, I think that there's just so much more to to learn about the dominatrix world that like I'm I'm already like I'm just a a, a little bit at the tip of the iceberg yeah. rather you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah and and it's it's so fluid it's it's frequently changing because for me like like I tell models all the time like don't get so pulled into the term because the term can be based on whatever you are, whatever your likes are. Don't just fall into what everybody else does. Find out what it is that you do, what you like, and then do that so that your content is fluid. You are being authentic to yourself. You get what I'm saying? Like you're not following the trend of what other models are doing. That way you're not uncomfortable or if you get asked to do something that you may not know how to do or typically do, and then it's not... You know what I mean? Like, again, it's not fluid. It's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't look cohesive. And so um, for me, I, I don't like to label myself as a dom. I, I'm very sensual. I like to say like I'm a foot, uh, a foot lover's advocate or, or, you know, like a coach because that's how I feel. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm dribbling the ball and I'm passing to other people and we're, I want a team, you know, like a team of people where, we can change what the community has a reputation of being. Mm. I I think that you are one of the smoothest people I've ever met. <laughs> That's what it is. You're smooth. You're very smooth. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> no, it is. It is totally a compliment. It's totally a compliment. <laughs> promise. Promise. 
Um, well, hey, so how often do you do your your Soul Speak podcast? So right, so so good news is I have a couple of apps like like you know how um, Prime and Netflix have their little apps on on uh, Roku. Well, I've been negotiating with three different um, apps that would like to put Soul Speak as a show and give me a slot on their app. So I have been withholding majority of my episodes, but we got episodes upon episodes. I just haven't really been dropping because right. I don't know if I want to save it. Not that I don't want to. I, I want to save a lot of this content and put it on one of these, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to, ha- to be on TV, for yeah, one, yeah. I was like, Running around, jumping, yeah. right? I like stop playing. Oh, yeah, let me. Right. This, all right, so all right, let me just take this moment to say, first of all, that's dope as shit. That's some dope ass shit right there. I love that. Secondly, I want to say this is why, y'all. This is why you have to empower each other because guess what? Look at the moves Queen is making right now. Right. Look at the moves she's making. Why would you not want to be a part of that? Like that only boosts the community as a whole right there. Right. And I have an opportunity to like, so like with the angels, like if I do a reality segment on me, they will constantly be featured. Mm. It's room for me to bring in other models, to bring in other photographers, to showcase what they do. And so when I like reach out, I'm reaching out because I want to create a network of people that if I make it, y'all make it. You get what I'm saying? Like the more I can push through, I don't mind being behind the camera. I don't need like my heart and soul being the edits, being the, 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 the videotaping of it. But in order to get there, somebody got to be on the camera. So it started with me. And now I have the angels and, you know, I've, wor- I've reached out to a couple of other models and work with other models, but to be able to put together some form of television show and to be able to say, hey, community, go on Raku and check out this on this ad. Yeah, it was a dope feeling. Right. And then it normalizes for the people who watches it because now they get to see it on TV. And it's not just like a small little clip or we're not saying, oh, this is weird. We're saying, hey, we're a foot community. We're proud. We're a bunch of beautiful women. Look mm. at this. Look at that. It it will bring some type of condolence to the community. Mm. That makes I'm, total sense. Right. That makes total sense right there. It's crazy, man, because like I, I relate with you on, in so many ways, and especially in the, the way where you want to make it happen so much to where – it doesn't even got to be about you. You're like, I'll get behind the camera, whatever. You know, I just want to boost everybody else. Like, that's what's filling your cup is helping other people. Right. Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's not just about the money, but I still want to make my money. You get what I'm saying? But I, if the community goes in the direction that we need it to go in, there's going to be money for everybody. Yeah. Look at like shows like Love and Hip Hop. Look at show like it. So let me go back to a point you had said earlier. You was like, it might take years, and I was like, it might not take years. Think about, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna use this analogy. When the girl came out with the song about eating groceries, that changed the whole 
it took that one song though. People had been working on it because think about people was eating ass before that. You get what I mean? Sure. But nobody yeah. would talk about it until it was a song that kind of was like, yeah, you're gonna eat my groceries. All these yeah. that one thing that we don't know who might sing about, put in the movie, put on TV, mm -hmm. that that just clicks for everybody else. Yep. And they'll repeat it. The, the social media just keep playing it over and over and over and over and over and over. And now foot fetish is normalized for everybody. So yeah. why not be in the front of that? Why not? Why not? So um, when I was younger, it was like, if you suck dick, you was the devil. Like, <laughs> suck it. It was like, oh, she sucked dick. Homeboy said he. Like, if somebody said you sucked yeah, yeah. dick, he was just like the worst hoe ever. <sighs> Now it's like, yo, look, I suck dick. They got classes on it. They got <laughs> like, yo, they got they got classes on how to ride dick. Like, <laughs> and I follow some amazing people, and they do some of the and it'd be like things you think is unconventional. They they making six figures off of. It's right. just gonna brand it. That that's that's a good way to put it. Themes that you find unconventional, people are making six figures off of it. That's so real. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. And those are the people that are winning, like for real, and for real. The people who think outside the box. The people who think outside the box. The people who like don't give a fuck. Who like, yo, this is what it is. This is how I feel. And I don't care who thinks anything different. Because there's a group of people that feel like how you and me feel. Mm -hmm. They just need to know where we at. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I think we're making steps in the right direction for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Pun intended. Pun intended. Steps. Get it? Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Terrible. My bad. Um, well, Queen, thank yeah. you so much for being on the Poth Pod. Um, you know, I was looking forward to this episode and, you know, I was glad that we got connected with each other. And, you know, I'm ho hopeful that we do it again sometime in the future. Man, I am, I am honored, man. I was in your um I was doing my research and I was watching you and mama, you and mama bear play with each other. And yeah, so I was like, oh my God, I, I can't wait till I'm on here. And look at me, I'm on here. So yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta let me know when there's a, a open spot for us on the Soul Speak podcast, the Soul Speak show. Whenever you're ready. When we I'm can have ready. part two on my show. You know I love this. I love this. I'm always ready. I'm always ready. Just let me know and we'll make it happen. I ASAP. ASAP. Well, is there anything you would like to tell the people before we got off the podcast today? Man, listen, love each other, man. Love on each other. If, if you are dealing with some negativity in the community, find a way to see the positive side of things. Like, Sometimes it's not meant for everybody to work together, but we ain't got to be doing the most um, when it comes to these pages because it's enough money and, and fellas out here loving on all of us. Like, I just want everybody to get along. I have a dream. <laughs> it's an abundant world and there's more than enough for everybody. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, on that note, everybody, We'll sign on out of here. Thank you for watching and tuning in. Again, smash the like button, subscribe, all those things. Queen, don't go anywhere. Everybody, we'll talk to you next time.